Morning, folks. Good to see you. Hello, hello. I hope you're all awesome and well. Thanks, Melinda. Thanks, Alison. Yep. All of you, Len. Every day, that's what they say. <laughs> Put on the sunscreen. Yep. I uh, turned 50 on Sunday, folks. There you go. Halfway there. Well, as far as long as I don't feel 50, that is for sure. That's for sure. Had a lot of fun. Thanks for all the well wishes from everyone. Fantastic. Great to see everyone here this morning, though. Sharon, Alison, thank you. Melinda. <laughs> Thanks. There uh, we go. Louis, good to see you. Yes, indeed. Kevin, all the way from Florida. Well, there you go, folks. Uh, the big wheel keeps on turning uh, as it does. So welcome to another Wealth Coffee Chat. Great to have all of you on this morning with me. Do uh, do this each morning at about 10 past 8. Most of you know um, who I am, but I'll do the quick intros if you haven't, if you don't already know. Jason Witten's my name. And uh, we've been doing these Wealth Coffee Chats for a little while now, a few years, and uh, each morning, 10 past 8 or thereabouts, we get together, talk about the idea of property investing, going the distance. It takes time. It takes time. Um, well, most of us, just so we all know, the idea is a minimum of a 15-year good run at this thing called property investing. I like the idea of you buy well and you don't sell ever. Um, good friend of mine, good buddy of mine says strategically sell if required, which I agree with for sure. But today, today I thought we would talk about the idea of buying, buying things, how we purchase real estate. And there's a few kind of categories. Hey, morning, Aaron. Morning, Deb. Great to see you. Um, there's a few categories of of how we purchase um, real estate in the in the way we buy real estate can help us be set up for acceleration of um, wealth, equity, growth, et cetera, et cetera. Now, um, over the years, we've done a fair few property transactions. Um, hey, morning, Luke. Good morning to you, mate. Uh, we've helped clients buy many, many, many thousands of properties, uh, many, many owned in our own right between myself, Sam, and all of our coaches. So along the way, we reckon we've got some experience right now. You guys, our clients, people who are in our coaching and mentoring program, own over 10,000 properties across Australia and New Zealand. So We've done some research, we've done some study, and Sam particularly, Sam Saggers, puts together this concept, which is our Forex growth plan when it comes to real estate. So I want to talk you through that today. I want to talk you through this idea of how we buy real estate can matter. And uh, one little strategy for the moment has been pretty good in the last little while, which has helped people buy real estate, take control of it, put down a small deposit, and then end up a couple of years later with, you know, uh, across a number of properties, $1.4 million worth of instant equity. Not instant, um, instant. Well, it, take, it takes time, but put that in the chat. What type of buying strategy, what type of way these investors purchased this type of property, this property, 
allowed them to put down a deposit. Morning, Brendan. Put down a deposit and then uh, wait. Morning, Brendan. Um, put down a deposit and then wait for time to do its thing and created a, a, a sizable gain in equity in the meantime. And we've got a few people here into it. Right, off the plan. Yes, buy and hold. Yes, well, it's a combination, to be honest, isn't it? Off the plan, buy and hold. Yes, that is, that's the strategy. So today I'm going to talk about that, but we do have a number of strategies that, uh, that fit into this and why I think that this strategy is um, a fantastic strategy. We've used it for many years. So there's five, five strategies we, we look at or talk about when it comes to buying property. And uh, they come in the way of using other people's time. How do we get re- value from using other people's time? Well, off the plan, other people's time, strategy number one, off the plan pre-construction, which is somebody's designed a property, we put down a deposit and then over time, 12, 18 months, two years, whatever that is, the developer or the builder delivers the property, right? And that one right now has delivered some fantastic, fantastic growth for our clients. And and I'm going to tell you, I'm going to say right now, I think it's going to continue to deliver some pretty significant growth, right? So there's ones, other people's money, discounts and, and, and abatements or uh, rebates, other people's designs, you know, building a house, uh, knocking down old ones, amalgamating. Sam and I just did a, a two-bedroom plus a one-bedroom uh, and we turned it into a three-bedroom in a block of apartments because the most undersupplied real estate when it comes to apartment living right now is a three-bedroom apartment, which is interesting. So I'll, I'll do a little thing on that. Joint ventures, armchair developments, and do-it-yourself stuff like DIY uh, development, DIY renovation, or a subdivision or a strata, um, strata subdivision. Okay. But today, I'm going to talk about other people's time. Uh, and you can see in the growth module here, you, you know, we're aiming at about a 10%. You can kind of gain about a 10 to 20% version on how you buy the real estate when it comes to your growth. Now, the other drivers in this is like your location. That's going to drive growth. But really, at the end of the day, the market you own this real estate in is going to drive the most growth possible. And then there's what's called sort of overgrowth, which Sam talks about um, as well. So we're going to dive into the idea of how do or how did these clients, you know, buy and own some real estate when it came to off the plan. So let's have a look at it. Play with me here in the chat. Now, somebody saw these properties. They were on the market anywhere between $400,000 and $700,000 or $600,000. So what's the first thing when it comes to off-the-plan buying, folks? Uh, and let's say the due diligence is okay. Um, what do we do when it comes to – what's the first move for an off-the-plan deal? You've got to put down a, down a what? Um, and tell me in the chat. First piece, you've got to put down a deposit, right? Deposit. How much? What percentage deposit do you need to put down? And this is an interesting one. Um, so you've got to whack that deposit down. What's the percentage as we go, um, I'm going to put 24 months, put the zero here, um, and uh, sometimes you can do a 5% deposit up to a 10% deposit, okay? So let's just do this. Let's just say $500,000 for 
for argument's sake. Okay, we can we can do some mathematics on this. Okay, now I know uh, a number of people put down a five percent deposit. A number of people put down a ten percent deposit. Why? Um, so this is an interesting one. Sort of stage one of this. Um, stage one of this off the plan strategy is when a developer um, gets through. So the deposits. Why would he accept? Does anyone know why they would accept a 5% deposit compared to a 10% deposit? And I'll quickly tell you, um, it could take a bit to type into the chat. Why would they do it? Well, once they have enough um, debt coverage, so debt coverage, once they have enough unconditional contracts on their property, so let's say they're building 50 apartments or 50 townhouses, or even 50 pieces of land, it doesn't matter. Once they have the coverage, the debt coverage, pre-sales, boom, Alison, Alison's on it. Once they've got the pre-sales to cover their debt, then um, the de- then the banks uh, will let the developer have 10% deposits. So they had to have all 10% deposits to begin with, and then after that, they could do some 5% deposits. Okay, so but let's just say 10% deposit. That is $50,000, 50K, all right? Now, this is the section here. This is you, you've got to wait. And who's adding the value? Who's creating the value here? Who's doing it? Well, the developer uh, or the builder um, is creating the value. And what really is the strategy? Well, we have time um, along the way. Now, tell me in the chat, um, while we wait here, while we wait um, and the developer or the builder, you know, delivers the property, do we have any mortgage payments directly on this property? Time is the thing. So tell me in the chat, do we have to pay any insurance? Any insurance? Uh, any rates? Uh, any land tax? Any mortgage payments? Mortgage payments? Uh, any costs? In that period of time, is there anything to pay? No. The answer is no. You don't have anything to pay in, in that period of time. Now, you know, there might be if you took money out of your if you took money out of your offset account, there might be a small uh, interest payment and, and which is tax deductible, by the way. But let's say you used cash, there's nothing to pay. So for two years, folks, for two years, get this, for two years, for 50K. You control $500,000 worth of real estate. Now, I think that's a damn fine, damn fine maneuver. For most people, that's that works. Now, um, what's happened in the meantime, the timing was excellent. And for the majority of the buyers or the, or the purchasers, they've had something like this happen with their real estate. They purchased it for five hundred, and on average, it's gone up eighty dollars to $100,000. So their purchase price is that. And now they've made a hundred k. Now, if they've made a hundred thousand dollars on your fifty thousand dollar investment, tell me what the return return on capital is for your equity, like the instant equity on return on capital. Um, put that in the chat. Anyone good at mathematics? Put that in the chat for me. What's your return on capital? What's your ROC? Return on capital. Return on cash. Return on investment, ROI, you know, whatever that is. Um, your return, how much did you create? What did you put in? What did you What did you get out? You know, 
That's a hundred percent. Anyone like the idea of a hundred percent? You put fifty in and you created a hundred. That's doubling. I'm pretty happy with that. Put a put a yes or a why in the chat. Um, is it two hundred percent or one hundred percent, Luke? Now I'm not the math ma- mathematician, so somebody do that. If Luke says two hundred, that's even better. Don't let the truth get in the way of a good story. Fairly high. <laughs> yep. Um, right. So one hundred to two hundred percent. I'm I'm down with that. I'm up. I'm up. Um, uh, depends on where you buy. Deb, sometimes stamp duty is payable within a period of time. What I've done is, uh, yeah, oh, yeah, Cam, buddy, it was actually you're, you're one, of the, one of the buyers for sure. Yeah. Well, listen, team, um, yeah, well, I mean, this is the challenge, Brendan. You know, Brendan's saying, hey, you know, uh, a Cam, Cam purchased one of these properties. Yeah, happy days, mate. Well done. You know, and uh, how do you stop getting stuck for two years regarding servicing? That's the magic question. That's the magic question, Brendan. There's no one way to skin that cat, that is for sure. But, um, you know, for most of us, you know, we can only, Brendan, like it's, you know, most of our incomes can only do sort of one deal at a time. You know, that that's the frustrating part about this because we all want to get going, don't we? We all, all want to get cracking. Um, when it comes to servicing. But, you know, that servicing question is settling down now as we go as as investors, you know. Now, for me, for you, let's have a look at let's have a look at these results here. I'm pretty we're all pretty happy with this, you know. On average, you know, between 80, you know, and 100k up, folks. These are all the purchase prices and these are all the valuations on those on those properties. So, you know, most people are pretty happy with with that, you know. Um, oh, that's meant to be a smile. That's a terrible. That's a terrible happy face. I'm going to get rid of that. <laughs> uh, most people are pretty happy with that. Big tick in the box um, for for that. Um, why? Like for me, for you right now, and this is probably for you, um, yeah, Brendan. I mean, there's no there's no magic pill to this stuff, Brendan. Unfortunately, there's only a certain there's only a certain amount you can reduce your expenses, right, Brendan? But you know, earning another ten thousand or twenty thousand dollars a year can have a pretty significant effect on your serviceability. Um, and really, that that's it, mate. At the end of the day, the only way to be able to borrow more is to earn more. Now, there's a number of ways to earn more. By the way, we all know that. You know, increase our rents. Um, you know, um, increase our own income. Have other investments. Those things all count. Yeah. Anyway, like like you said, mate. There's nothing tricky to it. Just earn some more. Um, so why do I think, do I think this strategy will continue to pay dividends? Put it in the chat for me, folks. Do you think this strategy right now is cooked? That's it. Nah, off the plan, off the plan, blah, blah, blah. Now, many places, I mean, Luke's talking about the CavCorp development. Uh, you're in great um, You're in great. Um, you're in great hands there for, for sure, Luke, 100%. Um, you know, do we think that this strategy will continue to work? I think so. What are the risks? What are the what's the upside? What's the downside? Like Alison said, you know, there's some risks in this type of uh, strategy uh, also. All right. So let's say you buy it for five hundred, and let's say along the way, it goes down to four fifty. All right. Um, now, by and large, the value doesn't drop. Um, or the value 
technically doesn't go up. Like the valuers are a little bit more au fait with saying, hey, it's worth this or it's worth that. And I've done a bunch of stuff on valuations and valuers, but, you know, this certainly can happen also. That that for many people um, is a concern or a worry when interest rates are a bit higher now and people's ability to borrow with a little bit less. You know, so how do we, how would we, let's do this, how would we, you know, confidently move into the future um, and purchase the right real estate and think, okay, well, maybe in the future this strategy would work for me too. Let's have a quick look at that. I've got a truckload of data in here, but we might go a little bit over time this morning. But, you know, let's say let's say we have this in two years' time. Let's, let's, say, let's say 36 months, two to three years' time. How would that work? Well, number one, you want something of great quality. Excellent quality. You want good stuff. You want the right location. You don't want to be a million miles from anywhere. And number three, you want it to make sure it has a good return. Um, now, the cash flow on that, quality, it needs to be owner-occ quality, owner-occupier, not an investment property built for investors. It needs to be built for owner-occupiers, but you're making it an investment. Location needs to be, you know, you guys know the drill with this stuff, you know, a high walk score, a, a, a really good walk score, you know, walk score, et cetera, et cetera. And for me, the return, I want to be able to, at the minimum, furnish it, at the minimum, furnish it, and or if it's capable, short let, okay? That's what I want to look at for my off-the-plan properties right now. So let's just say right now we've got interest rates at, say, 6%. And you put down a deposit today. Deposit today. Now, if it's going to land, let's say in 36 months, interest rates go up and they'll come back down, right? So I think this is going to be a great strategy when it comes to understanding the marketplace. Interest rates going to be a bit lower. What's going to happen over here? All right. Now, what we're already seeing, and I'll quickly show this because I'm out of time. What we're already seeing is that. We've had 500,000 people come into Australia um, since the borders were open, and that's only going to continue. 500 um, uh, permanent migrations and student migration. The completions, check this out, apartment completions and housing completions um, or in general completions, very low. We've got our lowest supply in a long time, but I want you to have a look at this. This is the weekly asking price of properties in Australia right now. And you can see it. You can see this. Why is it that apartments are kicking off while houses are going flat? Folks, tell me in the chat. Tell me in the chat. What do you guys think? Tell me. Why are apartments kicking off right now in value? Now, that's the whole nation. That's the whole nation, right? So obviously different cities and different places, um, why are apartments going up in weekly asking prices for sale? So apartments are starting to kick off and go up where house prices have steadied out or going sideways, all right? And if you have a look at this, check this out, right? 12-month rolling change of apartments asking prices up 7%. House prices, 12-month change flat or sideways. Lower prices, more affordable. Dang. 
Dead right, Luke. That is exactly what's happening. And, folks, have a look at the distance between the gap of apartment and house prices between here, let's say 2019, and let's have a look at the distance between house prices and apartment prices there. Almost double in value, almost double. Lower entry point, absolutely, Tanya, dead right. Lower serviceability so people can borrow less. Houses are not going to come down in value. They're not. Okay. Um, uh, do I think the push to build more dwellings will cut the big influencer attempt to slow inflation? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know, Brendan. I'm going to bring Andy Fenton in on Friday and we'll talk about that because you know what's actually happened with inflation, you know, up six to seven percent. Um, you know, uh, wage prices have actually, unless you've got a pay rise, uh, technically your buying power has gone down. So, um, Anyway, there you go. Anyway, I think I've gone a little bit over time today, folks, but here's the takeaway for me, the takeaway for you, is I'm actually very confident and very bullish that an off-the-plan strategy would work absolute wonders right now because you would jump over this two- to three-year gap in this interest rate uncertainty, interest rate uncertainty, um, lower land tax, Yep, dead right. Luke, you can often get a much better location with the right type of medium density property too. So you can get a bit closer to the city. You can get get closer to trains, you know, um, infrastructure, stuff like that. So now it doesn't mean houses don't work either. I love houses. I'm I'm a big fan of having land content. Um, But like Luke said, you mix it up. You mix up good location with good real estate and uh, you have the best of both worlds folks the best of both worlds there you go all right well listen uh, i'm a big fan of that strategy i think that strategy would work a treat right now um yeah i think that strategy would work a treat right now um take away the risk of the uncertainty over the next two years of cost of holding a piece of real estate two to three years it'll all settle down like that's that's a no-brainer and in two to three years time Put it in the chat. Who thinks put a yes or a no? Do you think, oh, we're going to be able to build heaps more real estate in, in within three years and that'll take the pressure off pricing and rents? Do you reckon do you reckon we'll have, you know, we'll have caught up with the biggest undersupply Australia's ever seen in three years? You tell me. Tell me right now. Yes or no in the chat. We'll finish on this one. We'll finish on this because I can tell you what it is. It's a big fat no, folks. It's a big fat no. I'm telling you, like, listen, listen. It's not going to get cheaper to build or buy a house. Uh, there's not going to be less people. There will be more. There's not going to be more houses. There will be less than we need. Uh, the rents are going to go up, like I'm telling you. <laughs> anyway, if you can, you should. I like this strategy. It just takes the stress out of things. Anyway, is there other strategies that work? Absolutely. Um, I wouldn't be doing renovation strategies right now. I think that would be a disaster. Um, hard bloody work. But anyway. I don't like renovating. It's not my shirt. It works. Totally does. Anyway, I'm just rabbiting on now. Thanks, folks. Wealth Coffee Chat done and dusted. You guys be awesome. Be well. Join me tomorrow for another one. You know the drill. It's on tomorrow sometime at 10 past 8. There you go. Thanks, folks. Adios. Thanks for joining. Remember, yeah, not enough trades. You're dead right. There's just not enough trades. Um, Anyway, You guys be awesome. Be well. See you, folks. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye.